After the Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long, every week, giving you reactions, analysis, and hot takes. We're a day late this week, but we're still here. Patty, uh, we did it again. How are you feeling? Beers all around, Johnny. That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> Beers all around. We did it away. We did it away at Valor, which is great. Yeah. Hype is real. Team is real. The yeah. trench at IG Field somehow managed to both be quiet and annoying at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Their chants were bad. Their stands were empty. Uh, but the silence after Sammy Salter's 10-minute backheel goal was just delicious, delicious redemption for ATO, yep. who are traditionally awful at Valor away. Yeah, so... um after this game, we're now they've beaten us five times, we've beaten them four times, and we've drawn three times. And you know, it's kind it. of it's kind of incredible because our last six meet we haven't lost against them since the six one. Yep. Ever, ever since then, we've beat them like three times and then drawn like three times. So like our our form against them has taken such an upswing. And then I feel like this you know three one away at their ground, which we usually do very poor at, is kind of like you know the icing on the top of yep. like that resurgence in form against Valor. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think that this game specifically was was a real showcase of what Cargo has been building since the start of the season. Yeah. And now that we have the right players, um, we have a bit more bench depth. It was really awesome to see what can happen, even against a quote unquote bogey team for us um, yeah. when we play well away. Yeah, exactly. I think it was a statement game for this part of the season. It's like, all right, we're coming into the run in and. You know, bogey teams don't matter to us anymore. This is where you separate the top from the bottom. And you're on, you know, we're not losing free games to bottom teams anymore just because they're bogey teams. We're handily beating them the way that we should at the time that we should be doing it. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, this this result briefly rocketed us to second place, which is sweet. Um, We're now settled back into third place. We actually almost held second place. If if Cavs and York had drawn, we would have we would have been sitting still in second, which would have been sweet. That is sweet. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's nice cause we're, we're sitting in third place over Bobby Smirniotis's shambolic forgery club who are yep. winless in three straight, which is awesome with a game in hand on them, by the way. I know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> game in hand, better GD, more goals for, uh, just, uh, it's so, it's, it sounds sweet to the ears. We are it? just exposing that club. It's great. No, I love it. I love it's it. We're one point crazy. behind Pacific who's in second and we're two points behind Cavalry who's in first. It's just it's so tight this season. Oh, it's it's really good, and and I know there's been a lot of chatter on various platforms about how like, oh, the reason why this is so tight this season is because they changed the format and added the fifth team in the playoffs. And <laughs> so whatever. stupid, dude. But I I honestly think that's that's it's so reductive. Like the fact. Oh, that, very much. That 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 is not the reason that the teams are playing well this season. No. I just think that the teams in general this season, with the exception of Vancouver um and probably valor at this point are 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 competitive teams and any team can beat any other team i mean you look at us beating pacific one nil and then pacific going from that to losing to vancouver which is insane (laughs) to me um you know so so yeah i think that at this point any team any four five teams i guess can can make the playoffs um and it's a lot tighter of a season but I, i honestly don't think it has anything to do with the new playoff format no, like I mean it's that's, it's yeah. it's employees of the, of the one soccer and the league trying to big up their decision to change the playoff format, right? I mean, it would be just as exciting, possibly even more exciting, if if fifth didn't get the playoff spot because yeah. of how tight that one to five spot is. Like, imagine if it ended thirty three, thirty two, thirty one, thirty one, twenty nine, and then that twenty nine got you know knocked out of the playoff spot got because cut, of yeah. it. It's, I think the reason why it's so tight, I mean, like you say, just because the league is getting better, parity is growing now. Yeah. Um, 
But also, you know, the first place gets the CONCACAF Champions Cup spot. That's yeah, friggin' huge. Yeah, that's there's, huge. There's, there's more of a more of a little bit of emphasis on, right? on doing well during the season. I mean, a, a trophy announced halfway through the season that didn't actually have a trophy and, you know, a monetary prize, you know, it's it's whatever. Like, people don't really care about a piece of cardboard and a monetary prize. But when you say, yeah, if you finish top of the league, you get to play in the Continental Competition next season. That is, I mean, that's a revenue boost. That's a popularity boost. It's a, 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 a just a reputational boost. I yeah. mean, everybody wants that. Yeah, I, I I agree. And I mean, when you say like people don't care about a piece of cardboard, Johnny, we care about a piece of cardboard <laughs> because that's our piece of cardboard. This is true. This is <laughs> but true. at the same time, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think that, that that that's something that maybe kind of gets overlooked a little bit in, yeah. in the league's kind of pushing of this five five team playoffs like mm-hmm. yeah that's the reason and you're right i mean i think that there's a lot more parity in the league i think that teams are starting to sign players that are from other you know i'm going to call them levels of play uh mls teams and some of the european clubs are loaning players so you got all that going on yeah. in the background and then on top of that you're adding the the possibility of playing in a continental tournament with other teams um in this playoffs i mean like and it was a long shot, but like everyone's talking, they're like, oh, yeah, like, honestly, if if Atletico, for example, wins the league, which they probably will because it's ATO, um, <laughs> you know, and then we make it through the first round of CONCACAF, there's a chance that you could see Lionel Messi playing, you know, against Atletico, which would be insane um, yeah. and is a super long shot. But the fact that that's even a possibility is insane to me. Yeah, um, it's yeah. why it's it's wild because I know like uh, myself and a bunch of other people were kind of upset when they got rid of the CONCACAF league because as we could see from you know Forge's run in that that was a that was a, a, a competition that our CPL teams would actually have had a chance in. Yeah, I mean they they made it all the way to the, the semifinal, I believe. Um, and that's huge. That's a huge run. This this CONCACAF Champions Cup, I mean, let's be real here. We're going to face an MLS team or a friggin Mexican team in the first round and then just get smashed. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. It's going to be cool to have the experience. Um, But at the same time, like I said, we were upset because we were losing a competition. We could go further in. However, on the other side of that coin, it is fun to automatically get thrown into those big games. Yeah, for sure. It's like, oh, you won the league. Hey, would you like to play Chivas? Good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that it's it's. It's always kind of cool to see that 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 international flavor added to a domestic league, especially as we're growing and whatever. Um, it would be actually really funny. Like <laughs> we we make it, and then somehow we end up we end up drawing Atletico San Luis as our like <laughs> <laughs> I want, <laughs> like a Liga MX team. <laughs> That's funny. Your know, FIFA might actually step in there and be like, you you can't you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just Atletico like <laughs> colluding yeah. to decide which team advances. Yeah. And then yeah. and then and then the big club back home says, "Listen, we need a bigger reputational boost for Ottawa. You guys are going to throw this game." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would no, be they're just we, top tier. <laughs> we love it, and I mean, you mentioned some of the players that the CPL is bringing in to become more competitive, and I, I think it's really telling that um, players like Alejandro Diaz and players like Eason Ungaro left and then came back. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that now this is to say I, I, I want to think this isn't because they failed or they couldn't cut it at that level. But I, I wanted to I want to think of it as like, you know, CPL almost has sort of been growing in its own stature so quickly that coming back wasn't seen as like a step back or a, or an admission of failure. It was almost like, man, you know, maybe the football is actually better here than this, like, you know, second tier Romanian club I went to. Yeah, um, it's better for my development to come back here. You know, who knows? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you're 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 right. Um, and we've seen people, you know, players from this league go up and down in different European leagues. Like, I mean, we've got uh, our Arvin Peppel, who went for obviously from Cavalry to Luton Town, who's now currently playing in the Premier League, uh, yeah. and then now he's on loan to like fifth tier Bromley, which is yeah. <laughs> obviously a huge step down. But I would, you know, if I was him, again, I'm not, but um, it's it's to me, it's more intriguing to see those players come back to our league because I do feel like maybe we're a bit higher maybe than fifth tier English soccer or, or at least, I mean, we would see, um, but yeah. at the same time, I, I think that it's awesome that we're, we're slowly developing. And it, you're, you, when you talk about this league developing players, like this is a development league and a lot of people yeah. don't want to admit that they don't want to yeah. say like, Oh, well it's a league to grow players at the end of the day. This is a league to grow players. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we, there's so many success stories. I mean, look at Joel Waterman, look at Lucas McNaughton, look at, look at Victor Latoury right now, probably one of the better recent examples, you know, went over to Ross County. He's still there. He's still killing it. Obviously Willie Accio came back. He had a bit of a, you know, not as good of a time in Ross County, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, Arabin Peppel, it it would almost be cooler if he just came back to be honest with because being here would be like way better than, than, than fifth year England. And I mean, you know, being loaned from a now premier league club is pretty sick. Like yeah, even cool. though you're playing at Bromley, you're still on the books of like a Premier League club, which is you know kind of a first for our league, I believe. It's a bit insane, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, enough enough chatter, but <laughs> enough chatter <laughs> about people that let's, aren't Atletico. Yeah, let's talk about ATO. So uh, obviously <laughs> we, you know, Cargo chose up the four one four one. The ATO machine was running like clockwork in this match, which was mm-hmm. awesome to see. Um, we had Sammy Salter at the top, Ollie and Iliadis in a, like a one two kind of high low mid. Uh, Assy and GDS on the wings, which was good. Nijiani um, got a start, which was kind of cool to see. Yeah. Um, Zappa in the six for real. Obviously, that's that's probably the 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 most the move. <laughs> yeah, the 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 move of of right now. Now that he's on the on the roster. Yeah. Um, but we saw another start for Tier Walker in the back Amazing. row, which was awesome. Uh, with Luke Singh, we met and Zach Zach Wah in yeah. the starting eleven nods. So. Um, sidebar real quick, you know, we talk about Tier Walker. He played a full match and the kid absolutely killed it again, yeah, as far as I'm did. concerned. He did. Like, I loved it so much. I was really worried. Uh, well, when I say really worried, I think I was just worried as much as any other ATO fan that there was a flash in the pan. Like he had one good game and then it was just going to be like, oh, here's here's the part where he comes back down to earth. Yeah, ex- especially about <laughs> how much we were talking him up after that, yeah. too. I'm like, we're going to get some egg <laughs> like, on our face. This kid is a G. <laughs> like, yeah, but nope, he proved to be no. the best defender in, he did, in the yeah, game. He was, he was, he was the was best great. defender on the pitch. <laughs> he was. He really was. Um, and it was cool because like, I feel like we finally arrived at, at kind of what we wanted to see at the start of the season. Um, and in a system that we clearly we struggled without a proper CDM. Yeah. You know, like like obviously that's that's pretty clear. Um, I. I, and I, I want to talk about a bit, just a sidebar bit about Zappa. And Zappa didn't have, like, I'm going to say the best game that he's had. Yeah. But I can't stress enough what this man has brought to this club. So before mm-hmm. he signed over to us on July 5th, yeah. we were 4-2-6. and six. <laughs> Not not great. Not too good. I believe we were a point a game, I think. Yeah, not great. Um, Since his debut on the 5th, of, well, on the 9th of July, I think was the first game that he debuted. Yeah. We are 6-1-1. One one. <laughs> Since El Toro arrived, we have lost one game in eight matches. I love it. Bananas. And it I just really so goes to, it, well, it really goes to show what we were talking about early on in the season. You know, yeah. we were, we were watching us give up easy points or, or give up, you know, somewhat easy points against teams that we probably should have beaten yeah. simply because we were collapsing in the middle of the pitch in front of our defense. And no matter how good the back four are, if you don't have a CDM controlling that, that gap in the middle is going to create huge chances for other, other clubs. 
And it did four, two and six. And then suddenly we sign a, a experienced veteran CDM and now we're six, one and one. Yeah. You know, the pr- proof's in the pudding. No, exactly. As as and I mean, we were leaking goals at the time, right? We didn't really have yeah. a problem scoring them necessarily, but but we were leaking them. I mean, we even still have, you know, n- not the worst, obviously, but amongst the top four, I think we have the worst goals against just because of our awful form at the at the beginning of the season. Yeah, on average. I mean, yeah, if you look at the whole season, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, we went 12, 12 games, got 12 points, and since we brought Zappa in, we've got eight games and uh, made 19 points. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> So, so there you go, Zappa. We love you. Thank you yeah. for coming to rescue yes. our club. Yes, um, yeah. it's the, it's notable about the formation because it was kind of like last game as well. Like, yeah, I suppose on paper it's like a four one four one, but I mean, Ollie was pushed up so high that that's what I mean, like the high low mids. Yeah, especially in defense, it almost looked like a four four two again. You know, yep. you had like you had Sammy all all the way up top, and then you had Ollie as like you know the second striker, just sort of yeah. roaming around in that right sided half space. But he was pushed up so much, even level with the other striker, and he just loves to press he loves that freedom yeah and it's which such, is it's what such we a wanted spot for him yeah it's a it's a great spot for him i mean he scored three goals in the past two games and, yep. and he's now in a, in a situation where he can run in late to the box and then get those tap-ins like with that ball off of off of DeSantos. yeah yeah the um, man was on, he was on track for a hattie before they pulled exactly him, which was exactly insane and like the last game where he where he you know pounced on that really poorly placed pass if he's if yeah. he's back at the six or the eight he's not in the position no, to be able God to do no. that no. So when he's got Zapata and Iliadis as well now behind him, Iliadis, who but we'll talk about him later because he had a fantastic game yes, as well. Yes, we will. Yep. That no. like that almost pivot of the two of them behind is it's fantastic. It's it's, yeah, it's, it's you're absolutely right. It's it's what we've been sort of striving for all season. Yeah, yeah. So it's awesome to give Ollie that that freedom because yeah. obviously he's making the best of it every single game we've exactly. seen since he's had yep. it, which has been yep. awesome. Um, yeah. So Sammy Salter's goal, obviously brilliant. To me, to me, the goal was was I, I love a cheeky back heel goal like that. Like yeah. to me, that that's that's some real like. It was such a FIFA oh, goal, dude. Like, I know, I know, it was so <laughs> sick. But my favorite part about the entire play was Assy sending Jordan Haynes to the shadow realm. Ridiculous. I was like, yo, he set him out for cigarettes and milk. Like yeah. he, he yeah. was at the top of the eighteen by the time Assy was at the byline. Yeah. Did that like little low cross, but for me, uh, again, that 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 was beautiful. Yeah. But the best part about that entire thing was we just le- didn't let off the gas after yep. Salter scored, which Absolutely. is something we've done in a few games this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even even the last game against Pacific, all these scores, and then we kind of were like, all right, you know, pack her in, let's just let's just show, park show. the bus and, <laughs> and, yeah. and just get a lot of clearances. Um, and it was really good to see Atletico keep their shape, keep their formation, and then use that as, as their momentum to continue kind of pressing and pressing and pressing for more goals. Um, and, and it was successful because obviously Ollie scored another one before half. We went in halftime yeah. up, up two nil, um, which was really great to see. And then we scored a third one before they, they responded, which was awesome. Um, so. Yeah. Um, it's, they even said it on the broadcast. Jordan Wilson said it. He's like, if there's any team in the league you don't want to be one nil down to, it's it's Atletico Ottawa because they know how to they know how to shut up shut up shop. They know how to park yep. the bus. But I mean, we didn't, right? I mean, and and we just obviously we played like we'll get to the stats later, but we played a very vintage ATO game. <laughs> oh yeah, but, we did <laughs> in the best way possible. Yeah. But yeah. I mean. Like, as we can see, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're parking the bus. I mean, it's such an overused term, right? No one's parking the bus after 10 minutes into the game. Like, yeah. we're still attacking. We're just attacking our own way. Yeah, yeah. And it was great to see, again, Sammy Salter score 10 minutes in. Just yeah. goes to show what, you know, he can do when he plays for a real club. 
And, and what he can do when he's got that confidence. Remember we were talking about that all season. At the beginning, yep. he didn't necessarily have it. And now he's he's on a bit of a roll. Isn't yeah, he? now he's, that he's starting he's, to put up, put up goals and, and like good plays. So I agree. Fifth, uh, fifth goal this season. Um, none of them are pens. Yeah, look at that. That's Sammy fantastic. Salter, the pen merchant with no penalty goals for <laughs> Great, great stuff. No, we love it. Uh, I really hope. I really hope he never sees the meme I made, <laughs> or the meme, the meme, all the meme, all the memes we made last yeah. year about Sammy Salter. <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be yeah. fine. Since yeah. um, so I guess in the past six, seven games, in the past seven games since the two-two against Pacific, he's got three goals, two assists. We love so to see go. that. There you go. And so, so that's what I mean. Like when you use Sam Salter in in the position that he's supposed to be playing in, and in the formation that he works best in, you get yeah. to see the results. Yep. And I know that Christian Chubak in the group chat is the biggest Sammy Salter fan that exists on the planet. And I love seeing him be like Sammy Salter hat trick happening. And then when he scored 10 minutes, in, I was like, oh, my God, maybe it is happening. It might happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was really good. So but yeah, we're so. seeing we're seeing what he can do as well. When A, he has the confidence and B, when he's getting obviously the service that he needs. Like we saw um, with the goal that he uh, his last goal against Cavalry, obviously that incredible through ball from Zach. Verhoeven. Oh, my God. So good. You know, we weren't doing that type of stuff at the beginning of the season. Um, but we couldn't. The reason is we couldn't because we didn't we, have the room in the middle of the pitch. To exactly. Move the ball like exactly. Yeah. And we saw in this game as well, he could have had a second with with all he had that long ball that slipped oh, through the yes. lines and then he yeah, was yeah. running onto it. I was sure he was scoring there. Yeah, me too. Obviously, right. a little a bit of a bad touch where instead of going across the defender, he took it to the weak foot and then hit it. I think yeah. if he had run across the defender and tried it on the left, he could have either drawn a foul or actually taken a shot on the strong foot. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, it wasn't a bad effort. And you know to be to make that run and be in that position again on that ball that only happens if ollie has the freedom to be a little bit further forward yep yep so to be able to give him that service yeah yeah that's what we get to see so i'm I'm glad that we're enabling sam salter yeah which is great i mean for um, for first half of the season he scored three goals so i'm gonna i'm i'm guessing he's already scored two so far in the second half of the season we got eight games left he's definitely gonna beat his his first half numbers in the second half yeah completely agree i see Um, completely agree um, stats wise, uh, we pulled a, we pulled a healthy 35% possession, which is great. <laughs> a healthy 35. Yeah. Um, our pass percentage remains garbage. It's <laughs> 68%. Almost 69. Um, yeah. I mean, close. Uh, we had 11 shots and three big yep. chances. Um, but the good thing about our shots was only three were off target, Yep, which is really awesome to see. Um, seven were from inside the box. Uh, I mean, I don't know, like watching this game, I, like I can't stress how much I love this team because if I was like a Valor fan or a, a Pacific fan, shout out to the Tridents for losing to Vancouver. Yeah, uh, I would absolutely hate playing. Us. Oh, no, absolutely. It's like, it's like it's like when you ask why, like why it's like, well, is it the top our top tier supporters group? Is it our social media presence? No, it's because we got beat on every passing stat and put up a sub 70 percent passing game on our own <laughs> side and still won three one with, with almost a clean sheet with <laughs> almost a clean sheet. Yeah, no, it took an absolute wonder strike to even get no, on the board. Exactly. And I think uh, they, they interviewed Policia after and he was just like, at that point, I was like, oh, there's nothing to lose. And he well, just got a 35-yard shot. <laughs> for sure. I mean, obviously, Ponce wasn't doing anything. That dude should have scored three on his own. It just was not happening. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they had, they just... had three big chances. They scored on none of them. We had three big chances. Um, I would right guess now. we scored on two of them and then had yeah. the set piece. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is a thing, right? We talk about possession. I don't give a gosh darn about 35% possession. I don't give a gosh darn about 
about 68% accurate passes. If we have the if we have the same amount of big chances as them and we have the same amount of shots on target as them, which we did, then we're doing our job. Then we're then we're equal in my eyes. Yeah, it's it's as salty as like the people like the the other team's fans on Reddit were when you were I think it was Eddie posted a thing being like just just score more goals and you can win. And it's like, <laughs> bruh. Try scoring more goals. <laughs> and that's literally what it was. It was just like, well, I let it go capitalizes on their chances and you guys just didn't. So yeah. like cry about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just brilliant football to watch. I love watching the club work together. Uh, it's music to my eyes as far as I'm concerned. Um, and it was, it was actually hilarious too. Cause I looked at the stats like after the game. Cause I was like, Oh man, like we played a classic ATO game and 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 valor had chances they were oh, yeah. playing j- oh yeah well um and they had nearly as many passes in our half i think they, they had 277 passes we had 290 all game so they had 277 <laughs> passes in our half there you go yeah <laughs> like, we, had, we had 20 290 attempts we only had 197 <laughs> of them actually accurate so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so when you look at stuff like that you're like oh yeah like and i guess that's the thing it's 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 that old adage that stats don't make a team. Yeah. You can look at that and be, you know, like, oh, my God, Atletico only had 35% possession. They had garbage passing stats. They had not a lot of passes in, in the opposing half. But then you look at the scoreline, you're like, that's the thing that matters. And yeah. I think that's the type of play that Atletico, you know, embraces. And I love it. I love watching it. It's It's such a troll like like terrorist way of playing football and it's brilliant it's brilliant to watch unfold when the defense is playing strong and they can give us those counter-attacking goals i just i love it this is and the thing is that there is like super troll ways to do it and that's like you know when we played against Cavs or against pacific like it's it's the, that's basically getting deep deep into the Atleti dna but this wasn't this, this was this, this for was me a, it's not we, it was just playing yeah. counter-attacking yeah, football and i love love watching us soak up pressure and then not feeling threatened by it at all and then going on the run and then having an, an exciting sequence of events for me that's more exciting than than passing the ball around at the halfway line and doing nothing and yeah, you know, crossing it, crossing perfect, it into nobody, yeah. and then seeing the ball get headed away. It's yeah, like ex- it's not exciting to me. Yeah, which we saw like I think 20, 28 clearances or twenty something stupid like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I agree with you. Um, and you know, we laughed about our offensive stats, but the, you're right. The real reason I think that we won was our counterattacks off our defensive stats. So, yeah, and and let's let's be let's be real here. Uh, Yesley did not cover himself in glory on he any three of those goals. He um, I, I wouldn't I'm not going to blame him for the first one because I don't think he was expecting Salter <laughs> to do a spin move back heel like he clearly sort of went down where he thought it might go and it bounced off him like he was he yeah. was he's not really that prepared. Well, um, and he did he did get a piece of Ollie's shot as well just not He got really a piece of Ollie's good. shot too, yeah. yeah. And I mean, but I, I mean, honestly the free I kick, think the free kick was a gigantic error. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ollie's first goal um I I think he was a bit surprised that Ollie was actually able to hit it that cleanly on the on the bounce yep, because that that ball was bobbling when it came to him. Like he basically he almost had to jump up to hit it. Like it wasn't the best cutback from from but the I, Santos. But I think that that speaks more to the fact that Yesley's extremely young and inexperienced. Yeah. Player. Yeah, you know, probably. like I I don't see guys like you know Tristan Henry or or Nate Ingham making that that type of mistake. Yeah, 
No, true. Especially, and, especially to a player like Ollie Bassett, who's yeah. known in the league for for just those clean, clean touches. Well, and like on the free kick, you said, I mean, like he was caught out of position, like he was caught too far forward. And I had like mentioned earlier, I was like, oh, like we, I was trying to big up Ollie because I was like, we can't blame Yesley. We can't, we can't just give all these goals to Yesley and say that he gave him these goals. But I mean, yeah, he dove, he dove back, he got a little finger on it, but there's no way that he should have been that far out of the net, like waiting for a free kick to be taken. Especially when that little redhead dude is there, just waiting to curl down the near yeah. post. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, in a classic Ollie Bassett fashion. So, yeah, no, I agree. It was a, the game. Honestly, for me, was just a joy to watch. Yeah. Um. And 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 when we play well like that, and our defense is tight like that, I just I love watching it. You know, we, yeah, we got a couple nail biting moments that mm-hmm. Valor probably should have scored. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna one, say yes. <laughs> probably a second one. Um. But you know, ATO was on form, and yeah. and we we did what we needed to do. Came away with three points out of uh, IG Field, which was awesome to see. Yep. Yeah. Ponce, Ponce's first uh, chance where he uh, he tried the outside of the boot shot and it went off the post. That should have oh. been that should have been an easy goal. That should have been an you're, easy you're, goal. You're, you're talking the the shot at 13 minutes or whatever that Nate got yeah. a, Nate got a piece of. Yeah. yeah but I mean, yeah. also Nate played that one perfectly. Yeah, well, he cut he off got, the angle. He did everything that he could. He was kind of he helpless. got down enough just to get a touch on it to push it out to the post, which is yeah. amazing. It was the wrong shot, though. Like he he yeah. he's, he's, oh, he was spinning it, was. it outwards when instead he should have done the uh, the classic Brian Wright thing, where you where you he turned. Remember, he used to do that goal like all the time. He would turn his body and then tuck it into the far post. <laughs> he would like shoot it outwards and then roll it inwards and then tuck it just inside the far post. <laughs> I thought you were going to say do that classic Brian Wright thing and just be a bigot. <laughs> <laughs> and all should have done. Well, and then tuck it into the far post while being a homophobe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I love how we're talking about a Valor game and Brian Wright. <laughs> I know. I love it. Screw that guy. Oh, great. So, yeah, he sucks. Um, and, but also Ponce did the classic kicking it off of the goal line. What is it with Valor players and kicking the ball off the goal line? Nate Ingham has no idea where it is. Obviously, it's bounced up to about chest oh, height. Oh, yeah. But instead of, like, sacrificing his body and, like, thrusting his head forward, he, like, tries to kick it. But, of course, it just goes straight up. Skies, yeah. It was comical. It was comical. Yeah, because Nate was like, uh, that was the moment I think I was like, oh, my God, Nate has no idea where the ball is. No, exactly. He's literally, like, turning around like, what? What? He's like like that John Travolta meme from Pulp Fiction where he's holding his jacket and he's in the middle of the... (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And and yet they still didn't score. So, classic Valor. And you said the game was enjoyable to watch. I'm I'm sorry, dude, but that that Polizzi goal, like take no. a bow, Marcello gotta, Polizzi. That was what the hell credit. are you supposed to do about this? I don't even exactly like I don't even blame blame Nate for for letting that in because I'm just like there's nothing you could do about that. You're just like fair enough, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, it was yeah. like um, and I mean the thing is, Ingham he even said just as much at the end of the game because Wilson was like, listen, were you upset to you know knock at the clean sheet? And Nate's like, no, dude, what am I supposed to do? But like, I, I'd rather concede one of those than concede like a real soft one. You know, then I'd feel that I lost the clean sheet. But I mean, yeah. when someone hits the ball perfectly from 35 yards out and tucks it up into the corner where the spiders live, what the hell are you supposed to do about it? <laughs> well, that's just it. So zero, zero blame for Nate on that one. Honestly, yeah. they, they police earned that goal. Um, but it, it was just, a banger. Just a, just it was a, a straight banger. That, I mean, that's going on the compilation at the end of the season. Like, there's no doubt about 100%, it. 100% as it should, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so standouts. I mean, we've kind of already been <laughs> sort of, but we didn't really give this guy his flowers enough. Talk Ollie about Bassett. Talk about Ollie Oliver Bassett. Bassett. Good God, what man? Like, Ollie has returned to form in a yes. way 
that I'm so happy has happened at this point in the season. Yep. He had a few games where, you know, I'm going to call them kind of middling performances. Not only did he get two goals, including like that textbook Ollie Bassett curler free kick, mm-hmm. which was amazing. But honestly, his, his play on the pitch was great. Um, he played 75 minutes, two goals, obviously. Uh, 11 for 15 on passes, 3 for 4 on dribbles, 4 for 5 on accurate long balls, which is great. Long balls are generally not something we're good at. No. Um, four passes in the final third, two out of two tackles, and three recoveries. Like To me, that's just like a solid, solid Ollie Bassett, Ginger Prince returning to the you know, the, the, the laurels that we should be giving him. Yeah. Um, so yes. And also I love his, I mean, I love all, all these like post goal shenanigans every single time. <laughs> They're like ears up to the fans, the shushing. I'm just like, I'm, I'm here for it. It, it blends so well with our fans because. It's, oh, I know. I know. He knows. He, he must know. He knows that we love that. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. Especially after the free kick, dude, the, the angle, especially that's like right behind his back. And you just, it's just cameras just pointing out at him the whole time. Ball goes in. He just sort of walks away like nothing, puts the one hand up. And then he just like, just like, what the hell did I just do? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he probably put his hand up because there was like six Valor fans in their supporter <laughs> section. It's fantastic. Yes, but uh, yes. I, and it's it's funny that they mentioned on the broadcast that he's he's on fire because he's got his shirt tucked in. I remember remember uh, in his slump was when he first started tucking his shirt in, and I, I had blamed it on that jokingly. Yes, and yeah. then <laughs> and then I mean I'm, he obviously heard it because they all listened to this, and then he was like, "No, watch <laughs> watch what the real tucked in shirt Ali Bassett can do." And yeah, like we said, three goals in the past two games probably yeah. could have had a Hattie if he stayed on. I I think he probably would have at that point. Um, <laughs> So, yes, Ollie, what we're trying to say is keep tucking your shirt in, bro. We love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not like, you know, to be a doom and gloomer, but we've got eight regular season games, however many postseason games to enjoy uh, Ollie Bassett before. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Can we not? That's, 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 the, that's the event that shall not be named. Drink all. all right. I just want to say drink all <laughs> this in. Drink all this in. You know, you yes. know what Andy Bernard says? Uh, uh, you know, we wish that we knew we were in the good times when we were still in them. And we're in them right now. So drink we this, are, drink this we, in. We are. So, yes. Ollie, we love you. Keep doing what you're doing for as long as you can. And bring up the kid again. Tear Walker. Tier Walker, to me, like, man, he's he's on this list. Second week in a row, the man yeah. has p- played two games and he's been on our, our standouts both weeks. Yep. Just an- another great performance. Like, this gives me hope that, that you know, this boy wonder that we brought in through the system, Ottawa local, saw his debut. We were like, man, this, he could be it. And then this match played the full 90, which was awesome. 46 touches. A block shot, eight clearances, seven recoveries, three for five on aerial, and five for five on ground duels. It's it's the defensive stats that are getting me, man. Because but that's it's, just it's, it. Like that's what thing, we need in the center. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's one it's one thing to be like a young center back and you know being good at the passes and the long balls and having to work on your defensive game. But being yep. the young center back and being the best of the two defensively is yep. insane to me. And we talked about last week how we sort of need to. Um, prepare for a post Espeo, post Luke Singh uh, uh, reality because they're both on loan. But this um, is it. To me. Here, here we go. Like we, we, we didn't luck into this guy. Obviously we've been, you know, uh, training him and molding him for uh, some time now, but uh, no, the future's looking up. Yeah, exactly. To me, he's, he's made his case for a starting 11 position. Um, and I think it'll be interesting, you know, how we work him in when Diego returns, but you're right. I think that he gives us the bench depth that, if one or both Luke Singh and Diego Espeo leave the season, we have an option in this in the in the center backs that we can plug and play into that position. 
Yeah, or even this season, you know, if, if someone else gets another yep. yellow card suspension again, which, you know, the way that we play, it can happen. Yeah, classic Diego Speo, yellow card yeah. accumulation. Well, there you go. Speaking so, of, do you, know, do you know why he wasn't? No, I have no clues. He was obviously out for the last game with his yellow card accumulation. Um, he wasn't even on the bench, though. Which no, obviously he didn't travel. I mean, I know it was his birthday. I hope, it, I mean, I, I wonder if it was because of that. Like, do you think Cargo was like, listen, tears ready. You go have your birthday. Like I, <laughs> I would, I would love if that is the story though. It's just like Cargo's like, "Yo, go have a great birthday, bro!" Like, like Tears got this. <laughs> it's funny. Like it, w- it would be a little tin pop because I mean we see in big leagues all the time. It's like, oh, it's this player's birthday today. Like you don't take the game off because it's your birthday. But I mean, if he's just he's turning what twenty one or something. So if the coach says, "Hey, Tears got it," you go have your birthday. He's not gonna say no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. If that is the case, uh, Diego, if you're listening, we hope you had a kick-ass birthday. Yeah, it might it might have been different if it was a home game, but you know, traveling to Winnipeg, maybe he's like, listen, I don't, I don't need to subject you to Winnipeg on your birthday. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to go to the Palomino on my birthday. Please, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, so Tear Walkers definitely other for me. Um, Hell and yeah. then. We talked about it a bit before, but I'm going to put Ilias Iliadis up here yes. for me. Yes. Solid, solid effort from the CF Montreal loan this week. Yep. Um, not only he made the CPL team of the week, which is awesome. He did. Um, I was a bit surprised, yeah. but I love it. I love the recognition. Yep. Yep. Uh, 53 touches, four for six on long balls, which is, again, something we generally mm-hmm. suck at. Mm-hmm. Five passes the final third, four for five on tackles, three clearances, three interceptions and seven recoveries. It's amazing. Great. He's got it all. Um, he did. Well, I mean, he did commit four fouls, which I mean, <laughs> I would be upset about, but I really like the fact that that he's playing kind of a more physical role in front of Zappa, because obviously yeah. Zappa is is Zappa Terry. He's the the big kind of like presence in the in the CDM. He's but it's El awesome Toro. To, yeah, exactly. So he's kind of the baseline, and then it's nice to see a guy like Iliadis who is twenty two, but is 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 a kind of a physical presence as well yeah sitting sitting just in front of him that can take those fouls so that zappa can be a more technical and clinical cdm for us yeah exactly and i mean you know four fouls committed no yellow cards yeah being able to being able to play on that line smart fouls yeah exactly really important because it's mature right i mean we always see it we see in this league especially especially with card happy refs Oh I mean, God. players, you know, they'll get a little too crazy and then they'll go in a little too hard and then boom, now you've got to walk on eggshells for, you know, 45, 50 minutes. So being able yeah. to, to take those fouls, especially in transition and not give up yellow cards is it's priceless. They'll go in clearly intending to injure someone like Alexis McAllister did. Obviously. <laughs> 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 got his red card overturned because it was the dumbest call. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> uh, so stupid. Um, um, so yeah. yes, no, I love this guy. I also loved, um, <laughs> I was going to bring it up on the moment of the match cause it's kind of a dark horse song, but I'm going to bring it up now anyways. When yeah, he yeah. received the ball and then did the spin move and then shot from distance and oh, just, yes. and just missed the net. Bro, could you imagine if you put that in though? I loved it so much. I was like, man, this guy's got like not he's got not only does he have the defensive capabilities, he's got the long balls and the and the pass into the final third, the line splitting pass uh, yep. uh, capabilities, but he's also kind of got that hunger and that eye for goal at the same time when he sees an opportunity, it's he knows it's a good one and he'll take it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, 
I think probably part of that is his pedigree coming up yes. through the CF Montreal system. So yes, coming up through the CF Montreal. I mean, for the past year, but also just coming up through the uh, Panathinaikos system. Yeah, yeah clearly, cl- clearly he's been honing his skills in you know a, a top level club uh, academy. Yeah, and you exactly. know the little the little details are the things that sometimes separate these players from yeah the you know, some of the our shaft. yeah yeah exactly. some of our other homegrown players right so. Yeah. No, yeah, we're really so we love it. we're really lucky that he decided to come here because the midfield three of him and Zapatera and Bassett is an oh, absolute it's, dream. It's honestly it's it's the best. Like yeah. that of all the positions that are out there, those are the three that I never worry about. So. No, not at all, <laughs> not anymore. And yeah. I mean, you know, he he played Verhoeven out of the starting eleven, which I mean, you know, it's it sucks, and you know, you're gonna have to work your way back into it. But like with his past few performances, I'm sorry, like Ilias, you know, played you out of it. Yeah, and Easily. and that's the but but again, that's the kind of stuff that happens in this league as yep. a, as a league that's developing players is if you're going to it's it's dog, it's a bit of dog eat dog, right? You got guys that are so close in skill and experience, and whoever honestly is playing better is going to get the start. Exactly, exactly. Because again, if Iliadis goes and has two or three stinkers in a row, guess what? You're you're riding the pine for a bit. Yep. There you go. And I mean, and they know that and they know that. Yeah. And it's, it's it, it, him coming in. It was at such a good time as well, because obviously we lost, we lost Zach Bahus around the same time. So yeah, if we had lost Zach Bahus and didn't bring Ilias in, like we'd be in, a, I don't think we'd be in such a good position as we no, are I, right now. I, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> no. So absolutely yep. great pickup. Very, he, very, very wrinkly brain move from Fernando to bring him yep, in. You love it. And, and, and with the CF Montreal Connect, which Johnny yeah, and I both absolutely. love. Absolutely. We love it. Yeah, we love it. Um, honorable mention. I know you're going to say. You know, you got a Return of the King, man. Yep. And Nathan Ingham. Loved it. Yo, played his ass off. Uh, some of those shots, like the kick save at 13 minutes we talked about earlier, just yep. incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, he had six saves, which is a lot. That's uh, insane. But it's great. And his passing stats were super sus as as normal, but, but not as sus as they normally are. Sixty three percent accurate like they're passing. Slightly better than I was they were. Sixty three percent accurate passes. I think that's among the best he's had this season. He normally doesn't. He You're normally doesn't. Right. He normally doesn't break fifty. Yeah, true. So you know what, Nate, keep doing what you're yeah. doing, man. And six accurate uh, long balls. I'll take it, even though it was only forty six percent. Six accurate all day is still good. That's still six decent chances in yep. the middle of the pitch, which yep. is good. There you go. Yeah, it was it was one of his best performances of the season. It was you know shades of last season. Ingham. Um, it's it's a shame he missed uh, a decent chunk of the season through injury because I mean he still probably has a shot at the Golden Glove. I think he'd have a way better one if he didn't miss all those games. Because mm. um, I mean some of these saves are just ridiculous. That last save that won him the 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 Good Hands Award of the match. Oh. You know? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, all state Nate. Baby. Uh, all state Nate. All state Nate. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yes, no. um, and I, I would say, I mean, I would be remiss uh, in the honorable mention section, uh, as it was foretold in the Holy Scripture, the fifth edition of the book of the Canadian Premier League on the 19th week of the year of our Lord, 2023. A saint would arise from the injury report and appear in our time of need to deliver us, the chosen people of the league, to the promised land, the playoffs. His Holiness Saint Miguel appeared in the heavens in a beam of light to bless us with his presence in the second half. And boy, did he put in a shift! I gotta, you know, like, like I gotta give Miguel credit. Like, man, he what, came on. What a, what in the a return! Half. What a return! I, it was great. It was great. He had a, he had a shot on target, two for two successful dribbles, six pass in the final third, a one hundred percent tackle win rate, which is crazy. An interception. 
four recoveries and five for seven on ground duels. Like just man, Miguel Saint Miguel is just man. He, take a bow. Take a bow. Like this is your first game back. They like ease you in in the second half. Well, yeah, okay, we're up two nothing or whatever. Um, which is great. But that to me, like that's 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 classic Miguel Acosta, and I loved loved to see him back because some players come back from an injury or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it was a non-contact injury. And we were, or yeah, this was a non-contact injury. It yeah, was, it was. And we, we feared yeah. the worst. We were all fearing the worst. And then to have Miguel back and for, for him to put on a shift like this, like, oh my God, this is, this is Jesus moving the rock and coming back on the third day or whatever. <laughs> like, the, like to me, that was this level. Like to see him come back, I was like, oh, Miguel's out. I was so stoked. And then I was like, but you know, I'm going to temper my expectations. First, first match back after yep. being gone for a few matches, mm-hmm. and yeah, he just no he need. just did did the business. He did the business. <laughs> no, they, um, they so, even mentioned so on glad. the broadcast. They're like, listen, like with since Miguel's come on, like literally, fuck all is happening down that down that right flank for Valor. Like they're not doing anything there. Everything is stopped. Everything is yeah, stopped. Yeah, well, and that, and that's just it. And that's and that's an area we've had concerns with the entire yep. season is up the left side. <laughs> and the and the only person that seems to be able to hold it down is Miguel. And then when he came back, I was like, oh, okay, let's see how this goes. And then you know what? You know, it was game over in the second half for them down that wing, which was so good. No, it's, it's so good. And I mean, I don't want to like speak too soon, but I mean, after coming back from injury in a performance like that and knowing how injury prone our left side is, I mean, I think Miguel's starting left back until he until he can't do it anymore. Am I wrong? Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think we're going to sit Zach Waugh in starting left back. I mean, mm. he had a he had a decent game, but I just don't think he currently is what we need in that position. And I think Miguel is what we need in that position. And I mean, our only other defensive left back option was was McDonald Neba, and he's always injured. So it's yep. it's Acosta. It's yeah. It's Neba wasn't be. even Neba wasn't even on the bench this game. No, and I mean Tissot and Saka. Who knows if they're even going to be coming back at some point this season? I have yep. no clue. Yep. But uh, yep. just thank Christ that Miguel Acosta can play multiple positions. That exactly <laughs> starts. I'm telling s- you, man. It's like I said. He, uh, he appeared in our time of need, yeah. and this is straight out of, straight out of the Bible, dog. Yeah, I mean he's he's <laughs> clearly one of our biggest legends as a club at this point. He's got to be. You got to be honestly like, and look how long he's been around, and look at the the yeah. quality and the consistency of play that he has had the entire exactly. time he's been exactly. with us. No, so. he's consistently been one of the the best defenders in the league, going on three yep. years now. Yep, yep. So Miguel, we are so glad to have you back, and Love it's it. perfect timing in our run up to the playoffs. It really is, man. Especially if he's <laughs> back, really like, <laughs> if he's if he's back, and then you know back for good. And it's like, oh my god, if you can you know occupy that left back space like for the rest of the season, and then we can you know keep Womet at right back, and then go between Singh and Espeo and Walker, and, and just sort of keep in that middle, back line yeah. solid and not yeah. have to friggin' switch things around all the time. And then that Sabater, would be fantastic. Bassett, and Iliadas in the middle, like oh, It'd everything's be fantastic. Coming, everything's coming up. ATO. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think that's kind of what you want to do through a season, right? Feel things through, see what works, try different stuff. And then uh, this yep. is the point in the, one of season, in the season where you want to be like, okay, this is my stone cold starting 11. I don't, I don't rotate it for anything other than an injury or yeah. someone needs rest or something. Yep. Yeah. We're at that point, I think, which yeah. is awesome. Um, and I'm not going to say that it, well, you know what? Maybe it was Carlos's plan all along. Um, I don't think we could have accounted for Miguel's injury, but I think that we've, we've managed without him. And then now that he's back, we're just even even stronger than we were. I mean, we've been through how many different formations so far this season? Oh, my God. So like, many. It's, it's been so many. Too many. And being able to settle on one and one style and one lineup for a decent amount of time is like a dream for us. Yeah. 
So, yeah. And yeah. like we said, right at the right time, right on the run, and we got eight games left <laughs> in the league. So yeah, perfect time, perfect yeah. time. Um, disappointments. I got nobody for this. I honestly like. I, I, I was uh, I was digging real hard. Like I I went real deep into some of the stats, yeah. and honestly, I don't think like no one had an egregious match. No, nope. no, like there was yeah, there was sloppy play. I think that that just exists in this league in general. Um, but I, would, I, I I don't think that there's yeah, like I had a hard time singling anyone out. No, from from even our even our bench subs, I had a hard time singling anyone out. Yeah, I mean, like, I was disappointed that Antonaro didn't square the ball into Del Campo so he could get his first goal for the club. Yes, but yeah. I don't think any of them were like disappointing. But that's, but that, in yeah, any way, exactly. Right? That's that's a that's a that's a situational disappointment. Because yeah. <laughs> God, I'll all of us want to see Ruben Del Campo score. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, I am I am a bit curious as to why he brought Gabby on. Obviously, I understand why he brought Verhoeven on because you know you want to sort of. Not a defensive sub necessarily, but kind of a defensive sub. I mean, obviously he wanted to close the game out, but then to take DeSantos off and bring on Antonaro, who is basically just a child of chaos. And he's like, he's not the one who you don't bring on a player like that because you want to settle the game down and like, you know, close up shop. Maybe he wanted to bring him on because he wanted to see if he could get a cheeky goal near the end and just run rabid, you know? Yeah, I mean, maybe, and maybe that was it, right? Like at that point, well, we were up, I think we were up three nothing at that point or close yeah we were up three nothing at that point yeah so maybe that's why he brought him on and he said like you know what we're up three nil let's just <laughs> cargo's like yes let the chaos flow do you think <laughs> yeah, yeah and i mean you know it almost worked you know they it almost ended up with a goal for ruben so i mean that run, that run was great like it's it's yeah, a, it's it a really shame nice. that noah's pa- originals pass across to ruben didn't come off that it was uh, intercepted because that yeah. was a really great run um, and for them to pick it back up and, and have that through ball to Gabby was was incredible. It's a shame that he you know took the shot on. Of course he's going to take the shot on though. I mean he's yeah, he's, I mean, he's an attack minded player. Yeah, he's in a good position. Oh. Yeah, you can't you can't you can't blame him. He's nineteen. You yeah. know what he wants he wants the glory, and I get mm-hmm. it. Um, but I would have loved to see Ruben score this game. No, God, definitely, I love that. definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, areas of improvement. Um, I. So I I think the one thing I liked in this match was we really utilized our speed on the wings between mm-hmm. Dos Santos and Assi. Yeah. So you had two guys starting who are probably two of the fastest, most dynamic players in the league. Yeah. And I would like to see us use that speed to stretch the pitch and their defense because mm-hmm. it creates goal scoring chances for us basically every time we do it. Like you yeah. see it with Assi's goal, with Assi's assist to uh, to Sam's goal. It was literally that. It was like drive right to the byline, kind of close to the corner, and then a really low cutting cross to get it. Uh, and then with Ollie's first goal, same thing. It was like a stretch out defense cross in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, w- I would love to see a little bit more of that, like kind of like aggressive play before we close down and suck all the life out of the match, like the fun hating non football club that we are. <laughs> <laughs> that that was that was the Assy special though, wasn't it? Like burn, it was. burn it two defenders. Burn, burn two defenders, two defenders the and then just a nice low Square precise in. cross. Yeah. yeah. It's nowhere near the first time he's done that and it won't be the last. But he Johnny, was... we need to stop sucking the fun out of football. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even playing. We're not even trying to play. Yeah, we're not apparently. Even, we're not even trying. We're not even trying to play. Well. <laughs> yeah, we're still winning 3-1. So. Oh, exactly. We're only third <laughs> in the league. What about you? You got, uh, you got yeah, areas for improvement? Um, I would say, actually, you know what? I kind of want to bring it back to what I was saying before as far as our subs. I would kind of like our subs to... 
like I said, I get, I kind of get why he did the subs because he kind of, it seemed like he wanted to in, in inject some more life and then maybe nick another goal. I thought it was a bit unnecessary. Obviously, we would love to score another goal, but I would also have loved to go through, you know, the last 10, 15 minutes of that game completely confident that we weren't going to concede. And I yeah. was, and I wasn't. It would be it would be nice to have our defensive subs to actually be defensive. I mean, I know there was like there was parts of the game where no where Noah Verhoeven had like made a crazy you know sprint down to go get the ball turned in to start a play, and there was nobody there. Nobody was like further forward than the than the halfway line because yeah. they weren't on the same page. So like, it's fair. Yeah, obviously the game plan wasn't on the same page for the subs sometimes, and I mean also sometimes you know a player you can give them as many instructions as you want. you can lead a horse to water, but if he wants to chase down a ball, he's going to chase it down. And, you know, it's yeah. really, it's no one's fault but his own if there's nobody there to support <laughs> yeah, when you're three, only- when you're three, one up and you're like, buddy, we got eight minutes left. Like the game's done. Like close this down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only person that's going to score in that circumstance is Zach Verhoeven. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a kind of a weak grasping for straws at an area of improvement for me. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, moment of the match. I mean, it's got to be ridiculous free kick goal. Um, you know what? I would love to say Ollie Seppi's because obviously that was beautiful. Yeah. But I, I, I think that I, I loved Salter's cheeky back heel goal. I loved it. It was you know, so it was, disrespectful. It was so. That's <laughs> I mean. and, and, and on on multiple levels because you had Assey just dusting those two defenders, yeah, and then driving to the byline, cutting it across low past another defender. And then Sam Salter just flicking it backwards into the net. Yeah. It was it was just, yeah, it was super disrespectful. And I loved everything about it. Just brilliant stuff. Yeah. Like, I got goosebumps when I saw it. And then I got goosebumps again, even just rewatching it. Like, I re, <laughs> like I, Johnny and I both rewatched the game today. Yeah. And I watched it and I was like, oh, like, <laughs> I was like that's the kind of goals I want to see Sammy Salter getting all season. <laughs> It's in like the back heel to the near post, and then mm. and then banking it off the key, the keeper like he's a backboard. Like yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Might as just, well have stepped over him and teabagged him afterwards. Yeah, like just, just, <laughs> just dirty, just dirty, and I loved it. I loved it. So to me, that's my moment of the match. It was just yeah. like Sammy Salter's goal was like, great. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was. All, all the goals were nice. The the free kick goal obviously was like a highlight, real box office stuff. But yep. it's really hard when. <laughs> You start with, you know, a, a goal of the year contender with the back heel. Incredible. Yes. yes. No. Loved it. Yep. Um, well, you heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG Mailbag. Mailbag time again. Get it. It is the mailbag. Welcome to the mailbag segment of this podcast. Uh, this is this is the time for you guys to, to tell us what you want to hear and we'll listen and read it. I, I will actually I generally try not to read it before going because I like to go in cold. Um, but yeah, you can give us your hot takes, your questions, whatever you want to talk about, uh, your comments, and we'll read it on the air um, live for all of you. And then we'll give our, our our takes of your comments. So it's the best part of being a member of CCSG is you get a whole section of the podcast that's just for you. Just for you. And if you swear just in it, you. I will say the swear and then I can blame it on you for swearing because I exactly. didn't do it. <laughs> exactly. Because Johnny and I catch enough heat for our language in general. <laughs> this is true. So. Um, so first, we wanted to take a moment to extend the heartfelt congratulations and well wishes of the entire CCSG family to Carl Howarth and his wife Sammy on the birth of their son Mackenzie David Howarth. Yes! On August 17th at 7.54 p.m., 
We're super happy for you guys. All the best this next adventure. Get in, the both of you. So you got a son. You got a W the next day. Everything is great in the Howarth household. You love it. So good. So Congratulations. Amazing. So we look forward to, uh, in 17 years, to signing Mackenzie signing David Howarth Mackenzie on David a development Howarth. contract. Johnny and I will still be hosting the podcast. <laughs> we'll still be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like, oh, look at the young buck making his debut. You love to see it. <laughs> Mr. Ottawa Jr. <laughs> you love to see it. So yes, congratulations, Carl and Sammy. That's that's super awesome. Hell yeah, that's, that's really good. Really, really good. Everyone held it down while you were gone too. Take 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 the game off. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, on another on another uh, note, what's the most important takeaway from this win against Valor? Three points. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think that that we're getting into the brass tacks on the season, so mm-hmm. I think it's super important for us to just pick up points. Yep. Whether it's a win or a draw, we can't be we can't be dropping points at this point um, if we want to make the playoffs yep. and it make and not only make the playoffs, make the playoffs in a good position to advance. Mm-hmm. So finishing, you know, fifth is not great because then you do a play in or finishing fourth and having to play against the first, like. I would love to finish second or third if if we're not going to win the league, which yeah. probably won't happen. But mm. in the in the unlikely event that we don't win the league, <laughs> I would love to finish like second or third so that we, you know, like sit in a good position going in. So to me, that's the biggest takeaway from this game against Valor is, you know, picking up the points late in the season, but also kind of breaking the IG field curse for us a little bit. I thought that was, for me, that was the biggest thing. Breaking the IG field curse with a decisive 3-1 win was fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't like a 1-0 that we scored against Pacific. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, we 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 beat them handily in a way that we should have based on our respective, you know, positions in the table. You know, we're we're up in the top three right now there and and, and making that separation between the playoff teams and the non playoff teams is also important to sort of make it make it mathematically more likely to make the playoffs by keeping the ones out of the race out of the race. Exactly. Exactly. And I I know a lot of us went into the weekend being like, all right, so we beat Valor. We were like, we need just draws across. Like we just need a ton of draws um, or we need teams to perform and beat teams that they shouldn't beat like vancouver and we, yeah and we kind of got lucky so vancouver beat pacific which was super awesome um and then uh, I, I think Hal- halifax tied i think yeah they they um, were winning was, early with the with the pen and then um, yeah they drew they drew they drew which is awesome and then uh, bad batty banga had the freaking free kick did you see that goal yep, it was I did it was brilliant. disgusting it was brilliant. lovely yeah. brilliant so that's what i mean so like we needed basically a, a, a draw between those two teams and yep. we needed Pacific to lose, and they did. And then the only thing that would have completed our weekend would have been Cavalry and <laughs> York tying, York which would be yeah, amazing. Sure. But you know what? Two out of three ain't bad. True. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I think that that those two things, the points plus plus the the break in the valor, well, the IG field curse for us is good. Yeah, I think I it's like <clears throat> I know last year we had complained with. Um, how we had way too much rest at one point mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah. I can't remember the exact like situation, but we had won and then we were waiting for a long time for something or the schedule was all messed up. And like, we, we didn't know what we had to do. And all of a sudden we find out in a couple of days that we got to fly out to the Pacific. So it was like kind yeah. of a piss off. Whereas in this, with this playoff uh, system here, it's like the first play ins on October 11th. Then the next rounds are on October. Both are on October 14th. 
So it's like, at first you think, oh, I'd almost rather finish lower so I can run that momentum and not finish higher and then I have to wait like two weeks before I get to play. But everyone yeah. plays like sort of immediately. Exactly. Like the, the play ends at, 11, at August, October 11th and then the next round is really quickly on October 14th. So the 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 momentum of playing three days later is almost like not an advantage. You no, know, if not. it was a week later, then you might be like, hey, I almost want to play that game so that I'm not like resting for a whole week. But they but, like imagine your dudes gassed playing th- 72 hours after they just well, played. exactly. They stuck the playing <laughs> like, around the midweek before the next round, which was absolutely the way to do it so that it gives, you know, yeah. it gives a third place an actual advantage over fourth and fifth. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's the big thing. So to me, it's just about setting us up for success in the playoffs. I mean, but that, none of that's going to matter because we're going to we're going to top the table. So. <laughs> I love it. I love the confidence. Yes. And, you know, and yes. it is, this is the great thing, though, is that um, even if we top the table. And if I'm reading this correctly, yeah, if we top the table, even if we lose the first playoff game, we still have a chance to advance because then we play the player, the winner of the quarterfinal true so true it's this weird like page playoff system this curling playoff system so i'm interested to see how it pans out yes so when we win the when we win the when we win the season we will we will discuss it on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) i love how bullish you're being about this uh you know what at this point like i look at our i look at us on paper and i'm like man we are we're doing everything we need to do Mm. um so provided we can beat forge which would be awesome uh, I think we're sitting pretty well going into the, the end of the season. If I'm looking at the form table, the two clubs in the best form in the league right now are us and Halifax. So yeah, and Halifax every, is currently in fifth. Yeah, and we're in third. So it's like all yep. the teams above us are currently in worse form than us. They're sliding, bro. They're, They're sliding, sliding. Pacific especially. So it's oh like God, it's there. It. It's there for the taking. It's there for the taking. And our and our game against Cavalry is at Atco, which is I love yeah. it. Oh my God! So I can't wait for another three nil at Atco. <laughs> Yes, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, All right, let me hit you with this one. Um, We are still waiting for Del Campo to get his first goal. True. Uh, But he's continually in good places and just seems to be unlucky. Assuming this dam will break at some point, over under 2.5 for goals from him by the end of the season. So eight eight games left plus possible playoffs. I'd love to get over 2.5 goals from him this season. Um, Sammy has staked a claim for starting 11, unfortunately mm-hmm. for, for yeah. Ruben. Um, I just, I want Ruben to score so bad, man. Like I yeah, just, he's just, he's just that dude. Like he's that friggin' dude. Um, and he really deserves he's such a, a character, goal. man. He's, I want, yeah. I love the way he plays. I love how much of a fox that, in the box that photo, he is. That photo of him after the win where he's sitting in the laundry hamper. I was like, bro, yes, <laughs> this guy deserves a goal. <laughs> And the thing is, is that it's like even when Sammy scores, he's the first one over there congratulating him. He's not like that friggin' butthurt, like second string striker that wants the first one to <laughs> Vlad fail. Vlad so, <laughs> Oh, so, what was that? Uh, sorry. That wants Stop. the first one to fail so that he can get some playing time. You know what I mean? Like, I want him to get the playing time and I want him to earn it. I want him to get his goal because he's had so many chances. His first game, he could have had two. This game, he yeah. could have had one. Like, he had the, the, the assist that went to Carl's goal a couple games ago. It's like, he had that crazy cross assist as well for Diego's goal uh, against York. It's just he gets he he's he's accomplishing so much. The only thing that's missing is that actual goal. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not. It's not like it's not like a more Grega or an Uche where we're like, man, this guy is useless because he's not scoring. It's like this guy is doing so much that I can't wait until he actually scores so that he can like reach that next level. 
Yeah, he's like a part a part of the attack. Yeah, even though he's not putting it in the net. Absolutely, absolutely. And, yep. with, and with his movement and his speed, I mean, like we say, sometimes a striker their job is to just pull defenders out of position. Mm-hmm. And you know he does that in spades. So he sure does. Yep. Over under two point five. I'm gonna hope for over two point five. That's what I'm gonna say. I think he's gonna have a renaissance in this run in. There you go. There you go. Let's see it happen. Um, Nate Ingham is back in 2022 form. I don't think anyone can argue with that. Um, is he a Golden Glove contender, or did his tough start push him out of fighting for the best keeper title in 2023? Good question. Um, I think it's going to be a tough sell on mm. Nate Ingham at this point in the season, um, just because he kind of had, a, like like this question asked, a bit of a slow start. Um, Tristan Henry has put up some impressive matches throughout the season, which and I, mean, I think probably puts him as front runner. And let's be real, he plays uh, for Forge, so that puts him as front runner. <laughs> yes. Could <laughs> Johnny puts his tinfoil hat on it. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, honestly. Um, because we all know that Forge are the darlings of the league. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think that he's probably still in the running. I think unless he puts on just a masterclass in the last eight games of the season, um, I think he'll be in the running, but may not win it. That's, that's my, he'll be a finalist. I'm going to say like, you can't discount him for finalist at this point mm-hmm. for golden gloves. I can see it. I mean, uh, uh, like, like we say, how many games did he miss? Like five, six. Yeah, yeah. It, to me, to me, it's obviously it's going to be Carducci, him, and Tristan Henry, like it, you know, like it normally is, right? Um, yeah, exactly. I can like if, if he doesn't absolutely kill it for the rest of the season, I can see like people being uh, uh, six games he was out for. I can see people being up in arms if he won it. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. But if he absolutely bosses out for the rest of the season, and yeah, you know, there's, there's an, we no. do something, we do something as bold as winning the league. Then, and then I yeah, can see exactly. it happening. I can totally see it exactly. happening, especially since you know he had a, absolutely had a show for it last season, yeah, and didn't so, win. So, so there is there is there is hope for yeah. for King Nate absolutely to, to win that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, why wouldn't you want to watch an Atleti away game at the GCP? Oh I, man, I thought long and hard about this, and I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I, I I've been to a bunch of them, and there's zero reason to not go do that i've got nothing sorry so yeah, sometimes unless unless, unless you you're not an atleti fan i guess that would be the only <laughs> i suppose that is true we are we are obnoxious our <laughs> base is obnoxious sometimes a question gets asked of this pod and we just we've got nothing for you yeah yeah it's the shoulder unfortunately. shrug unfortunately at that point mm. yeah i don't know um we have yet to beat forge at home do you think we can do it next week I I honestly think it's I think it's possible. Um, Forge is on a three game winless streak. They're lost, draw, draw. You love to last see that. Game. They drew Wanderers. They drew York, and they lost to Cavs. And they're about to play us. So I think that if there was ever a time to beat Forge at home, it's next week uh, or this weekend. Um, so yeah, I think that that's where I sit with that. I would love to see us beat Forge at home. That would be great. Um, I love when Bobby Smirniotis loses at TD Place, um, which very rarely happens. It's, ne- it's never seeing- happened. It's never exactly. happened. Exactly. So you know what? I love seeing him lose, and I really want him to lose at TD. That would so be awesome. I. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know that attendance is supposed to be massive. I know that. Um, yeah. That Patrick was was watching the was, is on Ticket Watch. Ju Ticket Watch. Uh, <laughs> apparently, the attendance is looking massive. Um, we've also heard from 
Hamilton supporters that they, I believe they have Section K, um, their own ticket link for their supporting's group, and I believe they're sending up a bunch of people. So okay. there should be a lot of people there. There should be a lot of away fans I mean, there. Honestly, I wanna I wanna kind of shit on them, but at the same time, during the finals last year, uh, you know what? Some of those sports fans are not so bad. I got to give them credit. They're all right. It's well, I mean, this is what we love about the traveling support, right? Is that like we want to win in and so that they go home disappointed. Yeah. Right. If there was none of them there, it would be like, oh, it was just for us. But like you want that extra oomph of having a whole group of them there and then having to leave disappointed again. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. So to be able to flex on them, I'm really hoping that we were able to to put one away against Forge, uh, which would be great because it would also extend our, our winning streak. I want to play Forge on friggin' Echo Field. That's what I want to uh, do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can we play Forge in Calgary? I would Let's love just... to do this because every time we play, especially when we play them at home, our pitch is so big, their pitch is so big, they're so good at using those spaces, running in behind, using those yeah. wide spaces, and we're just a compact yep, team. And I feel like this agreed. is why we always f-ing lose against them. Yep, that's fair. Completely fair. So I would love to, to you know reverse that juju and friggin' get the win at home against Forge Agreed. for the first time yes. ever. So for and then Johnny go and top I, of the league. we're hoping it happens. Um, the games that I mean, I'm going to be in Denmark this weekend. So, I, <laughs> but I'm going to see an FC De- FC Copenhagen. There game you go. This weekend, so I will be seeing that on Saturday, uh, and then I will watch the game on Sunday morning. There you go. When I wake up. There you go. Um, Patty, you had mentioned in the CCSG chat that Cargo has listened. To ATO after the whistle. He has. <laughs> it blows my mind. Um, actually, it doesn't because we know he listens and we know that he takes tactical yeah, exactly. advice listens, from he us. He listens every week and <laughs> takes tactical advice. Yeah. We DM him on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please tell us what he said about it, if anything? Pretty please with the cherry on top. Yeah, so this question. Um, I, should, I realize so, you can't, you probably can't say a whole lot. No, no, no. But like, again, this this came out of, uh, we went to the this the kind of like end of the season event um, when we won the league last year. Mm. I flew home for it, um, which is cool. I got to be part of the panel uh, at GCP, which is neat. Um, and then at the at the event. The player GCP awards, place, right? You went to the yeah, player the awards. the player awards. Yeah. yeah, so a bunch of us went to the player awards. Um, I got to have a chat with Ollie Bassett and a couple of the other players. Um, and then I ended up having a, having a bit of a chat with, uh, Carlos Gonzalez, which was cool. Um, and yeah, it, you know, as soon as I mentioned, I was like, oh yeah, I'm I co-host the podcast. He's like, oh, I've listened. And I was like, oh my God. Oh no. Like, I, was like, I, had, I had a bit of a fangirl moment. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Car girl listens to me. <laughs> but, I, I would have uh, been terrified. I would have been the opposite. I know. I, I was like, like, oh, oh God. Like, what have I said? I should have lied um, and said it was somebody else. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, my name is Johnny MacArthur. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah. So, so um, I mean, I, I, he obviously like he's not. He wasn't like yes, I take tactical advice from them. But really, he, I think he, when when I talked to him about it, um, from what I remember, because I had a few beers at that point, just a few, uh, just a couple, um, was that he was really just more um, uh, happy that that we had put together such a good supporters culture in mm. ottawa and we put together so many good products and not just after the whistle but just you know the writer shed like all the other stuff the 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 dub we kind of built it into what it was um so he had kind of just talked about that i mean cargo is like a pretty quiet humble dude yeah um in in my discussion with him obviously but yeah he had to basically just talked about what we had built for Atletico ottawa um and this podcast obviously being part of that you know he said it's really cool to have a podcast yeah 
you know, talks about the team that they can, you know, <laughs> listen to every week if they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as much as I want to give you the juicy, hot goss, you know, <laughs> A, it would be a year old um, or whatever. And and B, I just, you know, I think that he was more so just happy that we're building the football culture in Ottawa. We're building kind of what exists for him and his experience, you know, overseas here in Canada, which is really, really cool, I think. Um, and I think that they appreciate it. Not only cargo, but the players as well. Like it's, it's great. It's great to hear. It's it's great to hear that they notice it, and it's great to hear that they appreciate it too. Because like yeah. I can I can imagine someone like him or any other foreign players when they hear, oh, like Atletico uh, Madrid has a ran, you know a random farm team in Canada. That's probably the way they think about it, right? Like you want yeah. to ship out there for like four five months yeah, and like, play in Canada. We're like the Toronto Marlies. Well, it's just like that, right? And then they <laughs> yeah. come and realize that no, like this is a unique club with its own no, sort exactly. of unique supporters culture yeah. that are that are are doing things. Yeah, it's a weird blend of like French, English, and Spanish. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's an absolute diehard supporters group that does things oh, yeah, or- organically exactly. their own way as well. So exactly, yeah, exactly. I love. It. I love that they uh, that they recognize that. That's yes, so nice. Fair, fair. Um, all right. Uh, who are our biggest competition for the regular title, regular season title, and why? Cavalry, Johnny. Ca- oh, Cavs. All right. Cavs are. They just you know I think they they started real slow. Um. But they started to come back into the fold, and they kind of just didn't stop. Um, they're winning big games, obviously. Is that, you know, is, that good, is that good for us, though, because we're their bogey team? I, that, it's very good for us because we're their <laughs> bogey team. So it's almost half hopeful, but no, I think, I think Cavs are absolutely have their foot on the gas. In the past five games, they scored 12 goals. Um, <clears throat> they're obviously not in as good form in the last five as us in, in Halifax are, but they're only one point behind us in that respect. Um, yeah. They currently sit top of the league. They're just, they're clicking. They're, yep. they're clicking. And I think, you know, I always say this. I think they're a fantastic team with a fantastic coach that just doesn't, didn't really have that big game attitude for a few years. Um, they play really great football and we're really, really good at making sure that they can't do that. So, <laughs> that, but I would, I, yeah, no, I think that they're the biggest threat. Um, you know, some people might say Halifax because they're also in really good form right now, but I don't know. I just don't see it. Um, I just don't see it because their coach is unhinged on on social media. He's a bit unhinged, isn't he? <laughs> Bro, I, I'm kind when of. When they con- lose, I'm like, I'm waiting for the like ridiculous tweet. I'm like, why would you tweet that out? Bro? I wonder if he. I wonder if he's been fined yet. Like, you can't just be tweeting about the refs. Like, it's a little bit t- in well, bigger no, in no, bigger no, leagues in the world. Yeah. You can't even mention it on the broadcast or you get fined. But also, Johnny, he's not tweeting about the refs. He sends a really cryptic, ambiguous. Oh my god, some metaphor about clearly, a bank or something. Clearly about the referees. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Anyways. But yes, agreed. Yeah. I think I think the biggest grow up, grow up, yeah. user. Grow I th- up. I think the biggest uh contenders are are Cavalry. And I would love to see that happen because I would love to face them in the playoffs because you know oh, I'm so good. I have, Could you imagine? I better I bet on us against Cavalry every single time. Yeah, so playoffs against Cavs yeah. at Atco. That would be amazing. Would be fantastic. Um, so so speaking of Cavs though, then who do you got for the, the Cavs Pacific game next this weekend? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Eh? It's gonna be uh yeah. is that at Atco? Uh, it is at. It is, isn't it? At, uh, yep, it's at Echo oh, yeah. at, uh, on on the twenty seventh. Twenty seventh for me. I don't know what that is for you. I have I have calves for that one. I you think. have calves. Yeah, I think Pacific's in a bit of a free fall. Free fall. <laughs> I, I mean, which is also great. Oh, it's fantastic. Like obviously, you know, they were they were like eight points clear of the league, and then they went on like a five or six a game, gigantic skid, like yeah. un, like no win streak, and then they won like two, and now they've lost two. So it's just. Yeah. I don't know. They got to get it together. We t- we we've, we've I've talked about Pacific a lot before, and that I think they're like, 
I think they're not a very well coached team that has a lot of really in, a good individually brilliant players. Oh, um, so you're you're shading Merriman right now. Well, I just I don't think they're I don't I, think I, they have. I, I, I honestly agree with you. You know what I, I mean? They, like they, they have, are good players playing in a, in a in an imperfect system. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. and 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 that's why when things start to hit the fan and you don't have that sort of general to to march behind, you know, things start to spiral. Um, yep. And that's what we saw happen in the middle of the season. So I don't know. I, I see Cavs at home against the spiraling Pacific. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money on Cavs all the time. What about you? Yeah, I I, I agree with you. And I am actually going to definitely watch that match for sure. <laughs> of the, of the matches this weekend, I'm gonna watch that one. Plus, yeah. obviously, us. It's gonna be a banger. Yep. Um, yep. we did pretty good defensively without a Spayo this week. Not sure where he was, but the young guys did well. And Acosta. Um, had a good half. Put in a, put in a good half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so is Diego expendable now? <laughs> is this the same person that wrote this question? This last is week? the same question as last time. Yeah. And I'm only comfortable asking this because I don't think Diego would understand a word of this. It's the same First, question. Yeah. They gave me the copy paste because it still applies. First of all, no. He he's First of he's all, how expendable. dare you? Yeah. 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 So I, I think that Diego still has a place in the starting 11. Um, I think that. You know, he he has er, more than earned his spot in our starting lineup. Mm. Um, how he blends with Tier Walker and and those guys on the back four mm, remains to be seen, especially with Acosta coming back. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely don't think that Diego is ex- expendable because <laughs> could you imagine like, I mean, I know Luke Singh is, is strong, but could you imagine like Tier Walker and Diego in this in the center backs with Wimet and Acosta on the outside. Well, this is what your- this is what I would be wondering. It's almost like who, 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 because you've got who's better on the left, who's better on the right, right? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, point. Luke yeah. is, if I'm not mistaken, Luke is a left-footed player, he is, so yeah. he obviously works in that left-sided <clears throat> center back position. You don't necessarily need to be a left-footed player to play left center back. I mean, look at Virgil Van Dyke, but um, who, like, it's almost like they need to come up with that pairing in training. It's, it's, it's going to be the next week of training and yeah. see who really comes out as like the best pairing. What side are you going to play? Which player on? Yeah, fair. You know, because fair. obviously tier is filling in for a spare right now on the right side of the center back. Um, obviously in some attacking phases, when we slip into the back three, then tears in the middle, the same place that a spare would be. So yeah. Is is he comfortable putting uh, Tier on this the left side center back where Luke is now? Because that's a completely different position, especially once we slip into a three at the back. Um, I don't know yeah. if he wants to throw him right into that. You know, yeah, so good point. I, who knows? Point. I don't know. Yep. But either way, I don't think Diego's expendable. So. No, absolutely not. I think <laughs> he walks back in, and then it's up to everyone else to sort of fight for the other place. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, how confident are you that we can win the league? Not as confident as you, apparently. But, <laughs> but uh, fam, I'm it's not gonna lie, to- dude. It's totally possible. Honestly, totally I possible I am not gonna lie to you, dude. Like every passing week, I I for some reason, not for some reason, but every passing week, I'm just like, we could do this again. Yeah, <laughs> I remember, I know, like I, I want to say maybe ten, twelve games into the season. I can probably go back and find a clip of me saying we're probably not going to win the league. And I mean, at the time, that's what we were all thinking, right? Our form was yep. horrendous. Um, and, we, and I think the quote would actually be, I think we're not going to win the league, but if we're not going to, it would be funny if York didn't make the playoffs. Um, I think it's very entirely possible that both of those things could happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah which is wild. Uh, and it's a, kind of a combination of 
a return to form for us and uh, just a real slide for a lot of the other yeah, teams that exactly. were above us. If we, be, if we beat Forge on Saturday, that like my sort of confidence runs from 60% to like 90%. We look Johnny, at, I, think, I think you mean when we beat Forge yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, look at who's <laughs> ahead of us right now. We're two points behind the top of the league. Cavalry, last time we played them, we beat them. Pacific, last time we played them, we beat them. So it's yeah. like... Psh- we can do it, man. And if we beat Forge, then that's, you know, four of the top five that we've beat of the other top four. Obviously, last time we played Halifax, we did not beat them. We still have to go to Wanderers Grounds again this season. But yeah. but I mean, our fixtures aren't aren't terrible. Like if we beat Forge, it's it's Cavs away, which is probably a win. Vancouver <laughs> and then Pacific at home and then uh, and then Wanderers. So, yeah. It's I just well, I just Valor in York and Forge. I yeah. just, I just wouldn't want Vancouver to friggin' pull a Pacific against us and then you know, be a banana peel and then beat us at home. That would that would take a lot of the momentum out, especially like, if we. It's like 2021 ATO where we like knocked Halifax. We were like last place. We knocked Halifax out of the playoffs. Oh my god, yeah, it would be that. Yeah. <laughs> especially because I'm pretty sure we lost to Edmonton that year too. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But yep. um, yeah, no. If like if we our next two, if we beat Forge and Cavs and then. And, you know vancouver on next i don't know dude it's on it's it's possible we could really yeah. do this that's fair man it's exciting to think about what point in the season really last is. season when were we like we could do it i don't really uh, remember that's a that's a good question i'm trying to think um we would have been okay i've got it right here you want to hear this yes. um match week 19 which is, which is current which match week we're right currently now, match week 19 match week 19 was the second time we went into the first place in the table after we had in match week 16 dropped all the way down to fourth then third oh my god and then oh at, my and god. then at match oh week, my god it's happening it's happening again at match week 19 we moved up to first and we never fucking left so there you go you know what maybe that's maybe that's what has to happen maybe we can do it I have the belief, man. You're you're hype, you're pumping me up here, dude. You're giving me you you're go. giving me some belief juice. <laughs> you're here. pumping me. You're, you're you're reverse pumping me up though by giving me stats from last season. <laughs> <laughs> We're just let's go. This train is let's moving. Go. This train let's is go. moving. Train, train, train's moving at full speed right now. <laughs> um, this is okay. Last question. This is a good one. All right. Velour is basically imitation velvet. So what is valor an imitation of other than a quality soccer team? <laughs> oh man um this is apropos because we played valor but remember last time we had a question like this that it was ripping on valor and we didn't even play that because they're so because they're so mid um so so yeah so what is valor invitation um okay so back in like 2000 man i'm going back in time oh a while back 2014 or 15 um i had i i went on vacation to to thailand and i i bought a speaker and it looked and felt like a bose speaker Mm -hmm. i bought it in an alleyway in in uh in phuket in thailand um and it was 30 bucks and i was like yeah getting a sweet deal on a speak on a bose (laughs) this is legit (laughs) (laughs) so when i turned it on uh it 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 sounds decent but the 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 voice they had put in was was so when you turn the volume up on it um it would say the volume is biggest in like a very thick accent <laughs> the volume so, is biggest the volume is biggest so to me valor is like that cuz valor on the outside looks like they should be a really good team mm. like they've got like Matteo de Brienne 
Um, Yesley has some, 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 I'm going to say potential. Um, they have a few really, really solid players, but to their core, they are just mid all the way down to the core of Valor. They're like, pretty that's mid all the there. way down. I mean, yeah. in their last and signing, their sign- even their signings, I'm just like, I don't even, first of all, most of them, I don't even know who this guy is. And then when I look him up, I'm like, nah, it's kind of like a mediocre signing. Like they don't have any, any pull. Well, it happens every time. Even the last signing, their backup keeper was a dude that was backup keeper in Edmonton. It's like, how mid can you get? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're signing the backup keeper to the backup ke- <laughs> your backup keeper to the keeper in Edmonton. Like, and it's serious? it's really a shame because for my money, I think Phil DeSantos is a quality coach, mm. but he's just not getting the backing of that club. I, they must be the cheapest club in the league, bro. You're talking about a club that was trying to get people to play Connect for in their Twitter account uh, literally all upset. Cause they were like, stop bullying. Well, exactly. Like, you're, you're, you're a, you're a football club, social media account. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be doing this dumb stuff. And I know people overuse the term. The customer is always right. But when your fans are literally arguing with your admin on Twitter, because you're not doing your <laughs> so, job properly so and funny. you're being embarrassing, so then that is the situation where maybe you need to listen to the customer because these are the ones yeah. that you're, that you're supposed to be uh, uh, catering to. And they think you're yeah, being think, embarrassing right now. Yeah. When that was going down, I definitely responded with the Michael Jackson popcorn gift. It's, 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 it's just, that's like ATO fans watching this happen. Absolutely. It's like, Absolutely. It's so good. So good. <laughs> Love it. So, yeah, no, uh, they're, you know, good mailbag. Yes. Good way to end that, the mailbag. Yes, that's a good, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, God, they're so mid. They're so <laughs> Very mid. mid. It's almost embarrassing. Yeah. Um, next match, home against Forge, Saturday, August 26th, 7 p.m. Be there. Be there. W ticket link is live on the website. Sure is. Top right. Um on the top of our mention list, I want to say something I meant to say last game. So after the after the York game, there was a pinata, and I said I was gonna find out who made it. Um Ah. it was actually the frame of it or the outside of it was constructed by Bryce very quickly. But apparently it was handed over to and decorated by Nelson and Nelson's mom. Yo, shout out to Nelson's mom. Shouts out I mean, to Nelson, Nelson and Nelson's mom because that I mean, thing Nelson, was a banger. You're great, but your mom is awesome. Because that pinata was awesome. Anyways, just it wanted to so throw good. that out there and give the credit because it was love you know, it. It was and it was it was such a banging game, even though it was a draw, it was still worthy of breaking the pinata. It was, which it was. was nice. Um you, you want to do the fantasy league roundup? The CCSG Ooh. Fantasy League. I know there's like 70 fantasy of you out there that are in the league. fantasy there's 72 league. People 72 people in insane dude. What what uh, Some people suck, especially Thomas this week. Tom- he got married, so I can't really shut <laughs> him too hard. So Thomas was the big loser of the week with He sure was. I don't even know how many points. Do you know? Uh yeah, hang on. I got it open right now. Okay. Uh this week Thomas had uh 23 points. <laughs> that's a bit embarrassing i will give him the benefit of the doubt because he did get married this weekend so if he had put up a good showing i would be a little worried (laughs) yeah yeah, shouts out to to thomas and christine hell yeah congrats uh also shouts out do better do better in fantasy just right shouts out to uh, eddie and jesse as well they also got married the same weekend yeah congrats congrats but you also didn't see eddie putting up a a dookie score no he knows how to multitask priorities (laughs) let's just say where are you sitting uh patty i'm sitting in 46th Bud, 16th. You're in 16th? Jesus Christ. Heck yeah. And here I am. I'm the one that was like talking all this smack before, and I'm sitting in 46th. Yeah, I'm sitting on 16, and I took a four point hit because I had to sub out some players. So you know what? You're doing all right. You are sitting 16th. You are a point above Carl Howard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I love it. I love yes. it. So whoever, yes. whoever's also, whoever sold uh, McAllister way too early because of his red, um, you're going to regret that because he's back again. RIP. Yes. Yeah. I love, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so join. Yeah. So those of you in the fantasy, glad we can give you guys shout outs on the, on the pod. Thank every you. Week. And there's a weekly um, article as well that, there is, uh, that Patrick yes. Gibson writes. And it's very, very I good. I love that Patty Gibson writes player ratings and then does a fantasy. It also does a fantasy. <laughs> yeah. No. Also, Patty Gibson, happy birthday. Also, also, yeah, it was that, yeah. yes, happy birthday, Patty Gibson. Oh my god, dude, we got so much important yeah, so stuff much going good on. Stuff yes. happening. Patty Gibson, so obviously, he does the weekly fantasy article. He does the weekly player ratings article, which, like I say, is basically the homework that I cheat off of every week. <laughs> ben Ralph does the forward press with all the press conferences. Yes, Megan Wiper does the Footy 101 series. Uh, new edition out recently about the sweeper. So the last one was a mm. sweeper keeper, and this one is just about the sweeper. So like the libero. Like the yes. the defender that you know doesn't really exist that much anymore, but is a very influential position. Um, yes. Look at anyone that still plays a three at the back. The middle is going to play a, 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 a function like that. Look at anyone that plays a four or three three that has like a deep line defensive midfielder. They're playing kind yep. of a position like that. Next yep. next match is at home against Forge on Saturday, August twenty sixth, seven p.m. Make sure you have pre game pints at the GCP. And then and post game pints and post game pints and ha- victory pints and victory pints. Say. There you go. Um, and then make sure you walk past um, the beer, the uh, craft beer market, because I'm pretty sure that's where all the away fans are going to be. Or maybe the Senate. I don't know. I'll keep my ear to the ground. I'll let you know. Yeah, just go, go there. <laughs> go there and spit on them. <laughs> but don't actually. <laughs> but don't actually do that. That's, just make faces. Not, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Get the W ticket live on the website to go there because you're going to want to be there. As always, there's also new designs in the shop on the website. Patty, this has been a great episode. It's been a good one. It's been a long it's been one. A good one. It has been a long one, but it's a good one. Um, you know, we're a day late uh, for our, you know, re- reasonable reasons, but so uh, we owed it. We're sitting, we're sitting pretty. We're sitting pretty. I think if we can knock off floors this weekend, we are gonna be good to go for the playoffs. Like I said, I'm gonna go from sixty percent confident to like ninety percent confident if we can turn pull that off. So. There you go. So no pressure to the uh, to the Atletico players no up there. <laughs> but Johnny's happiness is on your shoulders. Exactly, it's on your shoulders. All of my happiness. Yeah, vamos away. Vamos away. We'll see you next week.